Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Fakakta Comedy Funhouse Network. <laughs> Alright folks, welcome to another episode of The Song, Inside and Out. I am your host, Blake Clayton, and you're listening to the FCF Network. And uh, our guest for this evening is uh, an interview I've been wanting to have for over a year. And uh, with his upcoming debut album coming out, it was perfect time. Let's welcome to the show, Jeff Shepard. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, the, the story of the first time I heard, heard you play... Uh, was a couple years ago at Moonrunners, and uh, Joshy B had come up to me and said, "You got to hear, you know, this guy Jeff Shepard." And uh, me and my wife went out, uh, stood in front of the, you know, over to the side, and and listened to your set. And the song that we're going to discuss tonight is the song "Sun," which was the I think probably the final song of your set. And I remember looking over at my wife. And she was just bawling, <laughs> crying, crying, crying. And uh, I remember I came up to you afterwards and I said, man, I said, that was an awesome set. And I should punch you because you made my wife cry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's first talk about the album. And uh, it's your first album coming out. Um, this is being released on February 2nd. And I believe the album's coming out pretty close to that. Right, yes. So um, how long have you been working on the album um, yeah, th- throughout, uh, 2015, uh, like we started in January, then <laughs> came back and did the, I think two or three days in March, then, uh, a, a day in July. Um, just, yeah, just when, whenever I had a couple of days off the road, I'd come back to Tennessee and meet up with Matt and we'd go in the studio and do a little more here and there. And, or also like a lot of it was like waiting on, um, other the, the players availability because pretty much everybody that played on the record are all touring musicians, so it was just a matter you know trying to get everybody scheduling together. Sure, and it, it's it's definitely got to you know it's one of those things like it's your debut album. You've had the, you know these songs and you're you're ready to put it all together. And there's so many little pieces. I remember uh, like on Instagram there was a post of like the you know the dry erase board with all these boxes that needed you know to get done. So I can see where that would be. Right. Yeah, and it's definitely a lot. I mean, like you said, the the Mooners uh, show, it's definitely changed. I mean, instrumentation-wise since then, like, back then it was just me, Mark, and Mickey, and it was more like a string stripped-down thing, and and then, you know, I played on the road solo for a long time, but now, you know, we've got a, a band together again with drums and electric guitars, and so it's a little more change of pace, and it's what the record sounds like. So. Sure. And, and do you prefer, you know, having that full band sound? Is that, I mean, when you're writing the songs, is that kind of the, the that was the original intention of those songs? Um, yes and no. I mean, it, it was kind of a thing, like, I was writing songs for a while because I had, you know, with a band, so we'd keep, you know, we'd bounce ideas off and work together. And then prior to that, I was just writing songs by myself, so we 
once we started playing with the band, I had to try to rearrange the songs that I had just written by myself to, you know, transcribe the full band stuff and start to write full band stuff. And then I didn't have a band anymore. So I had to go back, take them all back to go into the solo stuff. But I definitely, yeah, like the, the band aspect. I think it's, it's a lot more entertaining and it's a lot more fun for me too, because it's, you know, it's cool vibing off other guys and having other ideas and bouncing things around and not being all by yourself on stage. Right. So, um, you know, as a songwriter, um, you know, so how, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 27. Okay. 27. Um, and so how long have you been, you know, writing songs and, and playing music? Um, I think probably around the time I, I think my first show was when I was 14 or 15. Wow. So since then, like I was always in bands throughout high school and, uh, junior high and high school. And after that, so I don't know, like, to 12 years wow give or take so it, it's 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 not something that's that's new to you you've been <laughs> you've been doing it a long time even for the age of 27 yeah yeah i mean there's you know there was times when, i mean i haven't done it like non-stop consistently and there was time around when i was like 20 i didn't play music for a couple years and um you know i got a got a job on the railroad and did that for a while but you know you always miss it. So sure. we always go back to it. Now I do it full time. So, and that's one of the things, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of artists over the years and, you know, they, they might go away from it, but it, it's one of the things that once it's set into you, it's the only thing that you're going to be able to do that makes you, you know, happy and content, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, it's hard, you know, it's awesome traveling and playing music and, you know, everyone says, you know, you want to do it. You want to do what you love and then, once you get a little taste of that and then a bigger taste, it's hard to even think about doing anything else. Sure. So, you know, uh, let's kind of go over your songwriting process. Uh, you know, there's, there's a million different songwriters in the world that they all do things a little bit differently. For you, um, songwriting, what's the process? I mean, are you carrying around that notebook all the time, or how do you go about writing a song? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Well, I mean, there's like I definitely, you know, I'll, I write a lot and, like, even if it's just like a line or an idea, like, oh, that'd be cool, or, you know, this or that. But sometimes I'll sit down and, like, I can write a song in, you know, five, ten minutes, and other times I'll have an idea or how I want to work a song, and I'll work on it for a month or two months or however long. There's songs that, I, you know, I've been writing for, like, five years that I haven't finished. Sure. You know, and, and for the ones that, you know, like you said, the ones that you've been working on for five years, you know, is it is it just a matter of letting the song come and develop itself over the time or you, you know do you write do you write what you think is a song and then you, you go back and it's just not how you want it or you know what what's the growth yeah. process well i think you know a lot of times like you, you don't want to like force it just you know for the because you know i've done that sometimes and you, you know you just try just finishing for finishing it for the sake of finishing it then i don't i don't you know think it should be rushed um working it that way or, or I've, you know, because I've done that before too, and I'm just like, uh, just throw these lines together, and you know, poof, it's a song now. <laughs> and then like you'll play it out like a couple times again. Like, eh, it's not really that good, so you just scrap it. Who are some of your? Who are some of the songwriters or musicians that have inspired you in your career? I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Roger Allen Wade. Uh, I've always liked his style. Waylon Jennings. I've always liked you know him. Like early early on when I was a kid, like I I fell in love with the band Rancid, and like. That was like my band that like, you know, I bought every record and 
learned every song and learned every word and line and uh, but I definitely like all sorts of different styles and genres from rock to pop to country to you know whatever but definitely yeah Roger Allen Wade is a big one uh Frank Turner is a big one um oh also yeah uh, Chuck Reagan okay. about, you know I've listened to Chuck Reagan for you know since the hot water music days <laughs> which is you know 10 years or so I definitely like liked I think more like aggressive like um or maybe aggressive is not the word more passionate singers sure that that style of writing now you know when you were younger and you were playing in bands did you you did you kind of start playing in punk bands or rock bands yeah I was definitely you know I was in like some rock bands and some punk bands and as a kid like when I think it was like 18 or 19 I was in like a rockabilly band and then that transcribed to doing you know, like more like rock and roll stuff, which turned into more doing more folky stuff, which, you know, ultimately led to me just doing stuff by my own, by myself, because I was, you know, I was so tired of like trying to rely and depend on other people to, <laughs> you know, get off for a show or, sure. you know, to go to practice and people kept bailing and bailing and constant like different member rotations for projects that I was trying to get off the ground. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to buy a acoustic guitar and play by myself. Right. You know, and I know I'll show up. Right. right. That's the only, only, only person you have control over, right? <laughs> right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to have another promo for uh, another show on the FCF Network, and we'll be right back with Jeff Shepard. Do you like craft beer? Do you like music? If you don't like either of those, I hope you at least like laughing. And if I've still got your attention, the reason I'm asking is this. I want you to check out my upcoming podcast called Drunken Lullabies. I'm joined by my co-host Blake Shemansky and a rotating cast of characters. We do beer reviews, play music by bands we think you need to know, make you laugh a lot, and hopefully get you tipsy right along with us. We'll be bringing you a new episode every Sunday, and we hope you'll close your weekends out with us at Drunken Lullabies. We'll educate you on new beers to try, new albums to hear, and make you laugh at nonstop pop culture references and juvenile behavior, which is what you've come to expect from the Pakakta Comedy Funhouse. Look us up at fcfnetwork.com. We'll see you on the Sabbath. Cheers. All right, folks, welcome back. We have with us Jeff Shepard. His new album, Jeff Shepard and the Jailhouse Poets, his debut album is out now, and uh, definitely wanted to check this album out. Like I said, I I saw him a couple years ago, and I I know that uh, it's it's a long-awaited album for a a lot of people that that, uh, know your music. Um, One of the songs, you know, we had kind of talked about which songs to talk about, you know, and there's, there's, there's three or four songs on the album that, I, I was very interested in talking about, but uh, the the final cut on the um, on the album is called "Sun," and like I said, mentioned earlier in the shows, you know, it was a, a very emotional uh, song, you know, from my wife and I. I I'll, I'll say I was a little teary eyed too, you know, <laughs> but um, hmm. that's a it's a very heavy song, and um, it's it's you know completely autobiographical. Um, Basically, it, it, it you know it talks about um, the the death of your your father as well as your mother. Kind of take us through um, 
you know, the the events that kind of led up to uh, the song, if you don't mind? Um, no. Um, well, my mother was going through lung cancer for quite some time. I think I think she got diagnosed in 2000, 2008. Yeah, I think it was like October 2008 when she got diagnosed. And at the time, I was working with my dad on the railroad and the steel mills and the Chicago subway tunnels. And my mom lived in Florida, and my dad, he was always back and forth between up here for work and down there for her. But once she got diagnosed, he was leaving and moved and stayed permanently down in Florida with her to take care of her. And she, you know, went through a bunch of chemo treatments and did all that. Um, and eventually, you know, she got a clean slate, little health, and like that she had beaten the cancer. But then three months later, she went back for a follow-up, and it had spread uh, from her lungs to her liver and then ultimately to her brain. Wow. And uh, my father ended up flying up to back home in Indiana to try to sell out a, he's going to sell out his pension from his uh, union and, to, you know, to try to get some money together because they were behind on bills and the house and everything down there. And he was up here for two weeks. And while he was up here, he ended up dying in his sleep um, from sleep apnea. Oh, wow. Uh, at my grandfather's house. And then, so then, you know, my mom had to fly up here, like, for the funeral service and everything against, like, doctor's orders because, you know, if you're battling cancer, your immune system's weak and you're not supposed to be in public places or trains and buses. Let alone an airplane, which is, like, the biggest germ in the world, <laughs> a germ container right. in the world. Yeah, but she came up and, uh, yeah, we had the funeral in Indiana. And um, she ended up flying back home. And uh, she had called me one day and, when she, when we were speaking, like I knew it was like going to be like the last time that I would ever talk to her because, you know, she was like, you know, the love of my life is dead. Like I've been with your dad for 30 years and she just didn't want to do it anymore. And told her, you know, she was going to stop her treatment and she just wanted to call, say goodbye. And she passed away about four days after that. Wow. That is super intense. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, it, it was in 2009, so I'm calculating you're around 20 years old when this happens. Yep. And uh, you live with both your parents within a very, very short period of time. How, you know, like I said, at such a young age, I, I being 40 years old right now, I, I would be difficult. What, um, you know, how did you um, handle such huge events in your life? Um. I mean, it, as best as I could, I guess, sure. like, I mean, it, it was, you know, definitely hard. Like it took a long time for it even to like, even set in, like sometimes it, you know, I feel like it still hasn't really resonated or set in yet. Sure. And, um, yeah. And you know, I, what I really felt the worst for was my youngest brother, Jared, who was 11 at the time. Oh, wow. Wow. And then that was, I mean, of course, super hard on him because, you know, he lost his whole everything, his house, his parents, his brother, because of, you know, living situations. And he ended up moving in with my mother, brother, Scott's house. Um, but I was, yeah, really proud of how well he handled everything. And, sure. You know, he's 19 now playing football in college and doing fairly well for himself. Awesome. Better than I am, I guess, oh. living in bands. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... 
that's not a way to measure it, you know. So no, I know. How did how did the 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 song come about? How long how how long after um, the the death of your parents did this song generate? Uh, quite some time actually. I think it, a couple of years. I don't. I think I wrote that song in um, I think 2012 or 13. I don't really remember to be honest, but um, I was listening. Uh, to Sarah's record that came out then and they had a song on the Overton Park record it's called Mom and uh, you know it's Ben wrote that song you know about like his mother and how they grew up and were raised and that you know started getting me thinking like for a long time like I didn't want to like, touch it I didn't want to like sure. think about the idea of writing you know a song about my parents I was like I can't do that and sing that all the time <laughs> right but I heard that song and, and yeah, I was like, you know, what? all right, I think it's time. I think I can do it now. So I think it was about five years after they passed, I was able to comfortably like play it or write it. Even now, did you did you find that as a as a source of therapy? I mean, after after writing it and and putting it together, and did you find not necessarily closure, but did you find some peace with you know within the song? I think so. Um, I mean, it took me, after I wrote it, like, I couldn't, it took me a couple of months before I could even play it without falling. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, it could be, like, I could only play it in my bedroom by myself. How how was that? I mean, when you actually started performing it and, you know, performing it live as part of your set, I mean, how do you, you know, how does, how, how does one maintain, you know, with the, the gravity of the song, how, how do you maintain your composure while you're playing it? Um... You know, I don't know. I guess, like, it's maybe, like you said, it is like a, a mild, you know, closure just to have that, you know, that you can get out, you know, and play and release and not have it bottled up so much all the time. Have you had a lot of feedback from your your fans when they hear the song? Uh, a lot of people uh, ask why I would write. A sad song like that, <laughs> or how, or, or how, how could you do that or sing it every night? Sure, but it's definitely every you know it's a sad song, and a lot of people think it is. And I definitely you know had a lot of crying mothers, <laughs> right? You know, and and um, you know, and and I think you know as a song, it, it, it's a it's a it's lyrically i mean not only the story but the the structure of the song it, it's it's really put together well i mean you anybody you know someone could write their thoughts down but to be able to put it together and have it presented the way you did i you know i think it's more than it's more than just a song a sad song you know what i mean it's it it, it there is a, a a comfort probably for you in a way there's a comfort that you have that but also, I think for listeners there that have experienced the same thing, there's the comfort of knowing that someone has written a song probably about what they wanted to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, first of all, thank you very much for that song. I, I, I know that it's hard to talk about, and I, I appreciate you, you know, being so open and candid. I know that I had messaged you yesterday, and, you know, I, I, I understand it wouldn't be something you want to talk about all the time, but I think it's also important you know, for people to, to hear, you know, a songwriter tell the story about how, you know, a song like this was put together. True. 
So let's talk about a couple of the, let's just talk about the album a little bit, kind of, kind of take a breath and talk about the album. Um, you, you have a lot of people playing on this and I know that, uh, Matt Woods is, was really inspirational and really worked with you on this. What kind of influence has your friendship and Matt's music been for you? Oh man, a ton. Like, Matt's, you know, one of my best friends on this planet, and he's done so much for me, and he's such an amazing talent, singer, songwriter, and, you know, it's, and we've done a bunch of, bunch of shows together this past couple of years, we've hung out a bunch, and, like, it's, it's great to have, you know, to be around that, and, like, it's, you know, it makes me want to better myself, and, you know, be a better songwriter, and he's such, he's, like, one of the nicest dudes in the world, yeah. and he's, so kind and like I have nothing but I couldn't you know say enough nice things about him. I don't think there's many people uh, I've never encountered anybody that has has anything bad to say about Matt. You know what I mean? Every musician, no. every musician that I've talked to, and I've talked to Matt myself, and uh, you know he, he's definitely a, a very likable guy. Has have you taken any tips from him for from songwriting? Do you guys talk about songwriting at all? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, like. You know, it's, there's a lot to be learned from Matt. He's one of the best songwriters on the road right now. I mean, we'll talk about like how to approach a song or a story or idea, like structure, and just you know, different ways to go about writing. And we actually wrote a song together this year in Texas one night. That I think he's, I think yeah, he's putting that. Well, I know he's recording it for his new record. He's tracking right now. I I don't know if it'll make the cut or not. It seems like in the wintertime is when all, all the traveling musicians, you know, they work on their albums in the wintertime when the weather is horrible, yep. and then they go and mm-hmm. and, and Matt is Matt is and, and you you as well. I mean, uh, it's always you know where is Jeff and where's Matt and you know the, you guys are really road dogs and you know that's that's definitely a a, a lifestyle that um, you have to love for sure to you know to be on the road all the time. What are some of the things that you most enjoy about, you know, being on the road? Uh, food. <laughs> Getting to travel and eat stuff. <laughs> Is there, do, you have a fa- you know, do you have a favorite place or? Uh, definitely New Orleans. New Orleans, I think, is my favorite city in the country. I'm a big spice, spice buff. <laughs> I, love, I love the southern cookings. The, the, this episode is going to come out on the second, um, and I know you're a huge Packers fan. And yeah. so, I'm, I'm. Will the Packers still be in the playoffs when this comes out on the second? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I know. Funny story. I walked into a bar today, and in Nashville, and uh, I went to go. We we're gonna go play pool, and like we were getting getting a table, and I looked up the TV, and there was a Packers Cardinals Arizona game on, and but you know that's who they're playing. I thought. I was like, ah, oh, I fucked my days up. But, you know, the game's on. And it was like fourth quarter, like eight minutes left, and it was tied 35 to 35. I was like, I, I can't play pool right now, Marco. I got to watch the game. And I went and ordered a beer and like, sat down, and I got about halfway through my beer before I realized it was the game from 2010 when Arizona beat Green Bay in the playoffs. Well, at least they, so, were, at least they weren't replaying the, show, the uh, game from this season when they were playing. <laughs> Cause, I know, and that's, you know, that's... Hopefully so. So hopefully, when this comes out, uh, Jeff's prediction of the the Packers still being in the playoffs will will come to fruition. <clears throat> my son, my son's a big Packers fan too, so 
he's rooting for him as well. So awesome. with the new album coming out, where, where do folks go to, because I know that I was a wise person and you had provided a bunch of uh, pre-order kind of packages and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. I ordered my vinyl and, you know, got the MP3s already. And so, but for those lazy people who <laughs> didn't do the right thing, <laughs> um, how, how do folks get a hold of the album? Uh, no, you can order it from my site directly, jeffshepherdmusic.com. Uh, it'll be on like iTunes, or if you, they want to stream on the Spotify, it'll be in pretty much all the uh, digital uh, digital download uh, sites. And I, I noticed on your Instagram the other day, you know, you 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 took a picture of your notebook, and you're like, you know, the first album's coming out, and I'm already got the second album written, you know. Um, is that is that is that for you? Is 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 it important to keep writing as opposed to just not? I, mean, I don't know. It's necessarily mean to get dry, but do you continually write and already already have a good idea of what you want to do next? Yeah, um, I mean, I would. I, I mean, I, I would. I'd like to, you know, try to write all the time, but it definitely. I mean, I know a lot of other guys do it in different ways, but for me, it, it definitely comes in spurts. I know it's, it's really hard for me to write, like, when I'm on the road. Sure. I, I, it's something that I have to do, like, when I'm by myself, like, have time to just to work through things alone. And, you know, except, I mean, except, you know, sometimes I've, I'll do, like, co-writes with, you know, a couple of people here and there. But even at that, like, I can't sit down with, you know, somebody, like, at a bar or a house party or somewhere and, like, be able to finish or knock something out. It's definitely something that it's got to be, like, the right, you know, time or mood or just being kind of not being so like go, 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 go all the time. Right. Waking up and going, Oh, I got eight hours to drive today to the next gig. And yeah, let me, let me write a song right. on the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I got a book and then eat and yeah. So it's definitely a lot harder to write on the road for me, but you know, I know some people, some guys do that. They'll, you know, sit in their car by themselves for six or seven hours and just ramble off ideas in their head and, you know, pull over to the gas station, drop some lines down, and move on. Just for me, it doesn't really, it's hard for me to operate that way. Definitely. Well, Jeff, congratulations on, you know, getting the album out. Um, uh, I, I was really impressed with it. I, there's there's a, quite a few songs on there that I really, really enjoy, and uh, I, I think Thanks, everybody's going to enjoy it. And I, I'll tell you what, I was really I was really glad when you set out the pre-orders, um, because my wife just kept asking me, well, when, when is, when am I supposed to get the album emailed to me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. you know, cause she's been looking forward to it too. And it, it, it's a really good album. And, and, um, you know, again, thank you very much for your open and your candidness, um, regarding the song. I, uh, I know that it's a meaningful song to you, but you know, I can tell you as a fan, it's, it's also a very meaningful song as well. Well, thanks man. I appreciate that. All right, well, get Jeff Shepard in the Jailhouse Poets debut album and go to his website. We'll put the link in the show notes. And, Jeff, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Mike. All right, and here is Sun. Well, it was four in the morning when my mama called me at home. There was fear in her voice and tears in her eyes I could hear them falling over the phone 
She said, son, I don't know how to tell you this But your, your daddy's dead Well, he died in his sleep on his hands and his knees All the blood rushed to his head Then I fell to my knees and said, why, please I listened to what she said And she said, your daddy loved you more than he loved life itself he was also very proud of you Even though at times he gave you hell And I know it hurts but it'll pass in time So don't, don't blame yourself Well they say he's gone to a better place I don't believe it I don't believe it Well, we stood and we watched as they lowered him down Yeah, the casket covered his face With heart and mouth and tears and eyes I put flowers on his early grave And as the shots they echoed through our ears From the 21-gun salute Well, I grabbed my brother and held him near I didn't know what else to do he said, Jeffrey, please, oh, I please, I don't know what to do. And I said, Daddy loved you more than he loved life itself. He was oh, so very proud of you, even though at times he gave you hell. And I know it hurts, but it'll pass in time stone. Don't blame yourself Well, they say he's gone to a better place I believe you Yeah, cause this is the last place I wanna be Well, it was 4 p.m. when my aunt called me at home There was fear in her voice, tears in her eyes I could hear them falling over the phone She said, son, I don't know how to tell you this But your, your mama's dead Well, she just passed on from the black in her lungs Right here in her hospital bed then I fell to my knees and said, not again As I listened to what she said She said, your mama loved your daddy He was her very best friend And after your daddy died She began to just give in Between her cancer and her broken heart There's no way she could win well, the docs did all they could They tried and tried again Yeah, the docs did all they could Oh, they tried and tried again Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, they tried and tried again Tried and tried
Well, 2009, to hell with it. Cause you took my whole world from me, and I'll never, never forget. Yeah, you took my whole world from me, and I'll never, never forget. This has been a Fakakta Comedy Funhouse production, executive produced by Blake Clayton. For more information and content, go to fcfnetwork.com. Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try a free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.